Welcome to Red Pill Torah, calling believers from man's institutions to God's instructions. It's time to talk about the eighth word. I'm Tim. And I'm Miss. Understanding the eighth word is a blessing no one can take from you. Let's talk about it. If you didn't know, the Torah is the first five books of the Bible. Understanding and believing the Torah gives context to the rest of the Bible. You can email us at redpilltorah at gmail.com. Find us at our website, www.redpilltorah.com. Follow us on redpilltorah.podbean.com, on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, YouTube, or wherever you hear your favorite podcasts. We'd love to hear from you. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And a big shalom to our listeners in Peru and Mississippi. Listen out for Red Pill Torah on a radio station near you. A few days ago, my mom showed me an advertisement on her phone. Now, this advertisement targeted senior citizens. The way it was worded, it seemed like it was actually from the Social Security Administration. The ad suggested that mom was entitled to more benefits than what she was receiving. It had spaces at the bottom for mom to fill in personal information to start the process of getting more from Social Security. Yikes. I'm sure the ad wasn't legitimate. Did mom fill in her information? Oh, thank Elohim, no. She asked me about it first. Now, as I looked at the ad, the webpage ended in .com. If it were from the Social Security Administration, I think it would have ended in .gov, right? Mm-hmm. I explained that to mom, and she got the point right away. These days, some people seem to have too much time on their hands. I know. The scams are looking more and more credible. And in the old days, we used to get calls from telemarketers trying to run the same type of game. Mm-hmm. We still receive mail from various places, offering goods and services that either we don't need or aren't really real offers. It seems like it's all about stealing from us. Yeah, you know, it really does seem that way. We know that the ways of this world are in opposition to the ways of our Creator. He even addresses stealing in the Bible, and it has a much broader meaning than what I thought. The Bible that Jewish people use has the verses numbered in a slightly different way. In most Christian Bibles, Exodus 20, verse 15 says, Lo, Tignov. In English, we say, don't steal. Ancient Hebrew thought leaders had a different understanding of what the primary meaning of this scripture was and what it meant to steal. That's right, Daddy. They understood the Eighth Commandment to forbid man stealing. Today, we call that the crime of kidnapping. Mm -hmm. When a person is captured against their will, taken to places they don't want to go, and made to do things they don't want to do. A part of their life is literally stolen from them. Mm -hmm. There are exceptions, like when a fleeing criminal is apprehended and brought to justice. But Daddy, regardless whether a person acknowledges Jehovah or not, Jehovah has given humans the gift and the free will and the ability to choose and self-determine whether or not they want to be a part of his covenant. Moshe reminded Israel of their options in Deuteronomy chapter 30, starting at verse 19. He said, I call on heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have presented you with life and death, the blessing and the curse. Therefore, choose life so that you will live, you and your descendants. Loving Jehovah your Elohim, paying attention to what he says and clinging to him, for that is the purpose of your life. Mm -hmm. On this depends the length of time 
You will live in the land Jehovah swore he would give to your ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Now this scripture sums up the options available to the people of Elohim, and it includes a suggestion in case someone isn't clear on which option to choose. Amen, Daddy. Man-stealing robs people of the opportunity to enjoy the fullness of the blessing. Man-stealing is mentioned in chapter 21 of Mm -hmm. Exodus, Mm -hmm. just one chapter after the 10 words in the Torah. Exodus 21 verse 16 says, Whoever kidnaps someone must be put to death, regardless of whether he has already sold him or the person is found still in his possession. Daddy, forced enslavement is against the law of Elohim. To be clear, Hebrews who were in debt and unable to repay could sell themselves into voluntary servitude. In those cases, they lived in the creditor's homes, ate what the creditors ate, and could only serve up to seven years. When they were released, the creditor had to send them away with money so that they could get back on their feet. Just because your English Bibles use the word slavery to describe this arrangement, it is not the same arrangement as man-stealing and the crimes associated with that. So, we talked about the eighth word found in Exodus 20 and 15. The scriptures actually draw a distinction between types of stealing. As we read the Bible in English, we simply see the word steal used. However, The Hebrew uses different words to talk about stealing. Let's look at Leviticus chapter 19. It starts with, Yehovah said to Moshe, Speak to the entire community of Israel. Tell them, You people are to be holy because I, Yehovah your Elohim, am holy. Every one of you is to revere his father and mother, and you are to keep my Sabbaths. I am Yehovah your Elohim. Do not turn to idols, And do not cast metal gods for yourselves. I am Yehovah, your Elohim. Hopefully that sounds familiar to our listeners. It is a restatement of several of the ten words. Honor your father and mother. Keep Yehovah's Sabbaths. I am Yehovah, your Elohim. And don't have idols in my face. The way the scripture starts is really important. The Creator told Israel that they are to be holy because He is holy. Mm -hmm. Did you ever associate the obeying of the Ten Commandments with holiness? Clearly, Jehovah Elohim did, and he still does. Living a holy, set-apart life means living the way the Creator specified. We all know that our deeds can't earn us any merit with Elohim. We don't live holy lives to earn salvation. We live holy lives because we have his salvation. Amen, Mama. And yes, Elohim associates the Sabbath with being holy. Please don't miss that point. Wow, I got it, Mama, and I love his Sabbaths. Now that I know the blessing of his Sabbath, no one is going to steal that from me. Now, speaking of stealing, let's go to Leviticus 19, verse 11. It says, Do not steal from, defraud, or lie to each other. The Hebrew word translated as steal in this verse is gonev. This is the same Hebrew word used in Exodus 20, Thou shalt not steal. Now, gonev means stealing in secret, where nobody else is present or aware of the theft. An example of this would be a burglar who steals in the middle of the night, while the property owner is away on vacation. When we think of defrauding or lying to someone, the idea is that they are not aware that they're being lied to. 
So contrast that with what we find two verses later. Leviticus chapter 19 verse 13 says, Do not oppress or rob your neighbor. Specifically, you are not to keep back the wages of a hired person all night until morning. The Hebrew word translated as still in this verse is not ganav, it is gazal. The idea when using the word gazal is that the stealing happens in the open in a flagrant manner. Someone who rolls up on an unsuspecting person, pulls out a weapon, and demands something from them is guilty of gazal. Leviticus 19 verse 13 uses words like oppress and rob. That implies that the perpetrator is using some type of coercive force over the victim. The specific application that Jehovah uses is pretty direct. He says, if you're an employer and you hold back the earned wages of your employee, you are a robber in his sight. Yikes. You have used your power as an employer to do wrong to your employee. If Jehovah Elohim says that you are guilty, there is no lawyer good enough to spin a story so well that you can confuse the issue with Jehovah Elohim. There's another way to understand stealing from Elohim's perspective. When we fail to give someone something that they should have, then we're stealing from them. Leviticus 19.14 talks about a way of stealing. It says, Do not speak a curse against a deaf person or place an obstacle in the way of a blind person. Rather, fear your Elohim. I am Yehovah. So a person who takes advantage of another person is stealing their dignity at a minimum and eroding the trust that should be pervasive among the people of Yehovah. The next verse says, Do not be unjust in judging. Show neither partiality to the poor nor deference to the mighty. But with justice, judge your neighbor. Showing impartiality does something similar to what Tim just mentioned. It steals the confidence we should have in the justice system among the people of Elohim. Every citizen of the kingdom of Elohim has a right to impartial judgment. Amen, Mama. Verses uh, 16 and 17 say, Do not go around spreading slander among your people, but also don't stand idly by when your neighbor's life is at stake. I am Yehovah. Do not hate your brother in your heart, but rebuke your neighbor frankly, so that you won't carry sin because of him. In other words, don't steal your neighbor's reputation or his support as a citizen of the kingdom. Don't withhold the love that is commanded by Yehovah and do to his people. So, what would you do if you discovered that the way you live your life and some of your beliefs were out of line with God's instructions? Would you take the blue pill and quietly nurse a grudge against your neighbor, stealing the love they are entitled to as a member of Elohim's kingdom? Or would you take the red pill and love your neighbor as yourself? Only you can answer that question. If we don't live holy lives as instructed by Yehovah, we have stolen something. Wow. It could be the more subtle stealing called ganav, which is done in a way that people don't see, or... It could be Gazal, openly stealing with blatant disrespect for Elohim's instructions. Friends, you don't want to steal in any way. It costs too much. Amen to that, Daddy. Well, that's all we have time for today. Read over the scriptures we shared and discuss them with a friend. Join us next time when we hope to discuss the ninth word. 
Thank you for spending 15 or so minutes with us at Red Pill Tour, where you can handle the truth. truth.